Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast, your connection to the small business community. Thanks for listening. We're dedicated to bringing you the best small business trends and tips. Visit us online at sbcncanada.org to find other ways we can help your small business flourish. Hello everyone, it's Linda Ockord, Jenna here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network. Um, I'm very, very uh, excited today. I've got a really, really interesting guest on. I'm going to be talking to Brad Poulos, who is a lecturer at the Ted Rogers School of Management Entrepreneurship Department in Toronto. Wow, Brad, that's a, that's a long title. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good as well, thank you. I've still got a bit of... Um, Losing my voice because I do this a lot and I'm doing an audio book, so you'll have to excuse if I'm a bit croaky. So um, a lecturer at the Ted Rogers School of Management, entrepreneurship, that sounds fabulous. What exactly does that mean for, for our listeners? What exactly do you help the entrepreneurs with? So as a lecturer, I teach in the university program, in the entrepreneurship program here at uh, TMU, Toronto Metropolitan University. And I teach primarily entrepreneurship courses, although uh, from time to time I teach strategy as well. So for the entrepreneurs out there listening to our podcast, um, what kind of entrepreneurs are we talking about? Are we talking about techie entrepreneurs or startups, um, you know, somebody who, who's, who's been in business a long time but want a bit of extra help from your strategies? Yeah, so, I mean, we're mostly talking about university students, so we're talking uh, about, you know, younger people for the most part. And nice. although we do have mature students in our program, yeah, and the, the, the nature of the enterprises really runs the full gamut. So we're, we do have the odd tech startup, of course, but most of the people in our program are not particularly technical themselves. So they would have to look for a co-founder that would bring that element of the, um, you know, of, of the require of the required elements to the, to the team. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had, we've had many, many successful businesses come out of this program, some of which have, uh, you know, raised millions of dollars on Dragon's Den, for example, or I'm thinking of one uh, young lady who, um, you know, she's really helping to change the world by making the world more accessible to people who have disabilities, that oh. sort of thing. Honestly, wow. it's, could, it's, could you, could, if, can I just jump in there? Could you share her name with me for the simple reason? Um, I noticed when I broke my ankle a few years ago, and this is very minor, my daughter said, Mom, come shopping. She got me a wheelchair for the for the time I wanted to go shopping. But my accessibility problem was in the clothes shops for women in particular, there's not enough room in the aisles. Um, but nobody seemed to care when I complained. But we also have a, a son, our eldest son, who's uh, recently gone through an amputation. Um, so I'm very interested in accessibility. So if you wouldn't mind sharing this young lady's name for our listeners, we can all find out more about her. And I might need to contact her to pick her brain. Mayan, M-A-A-Y-A-N. Yeah. Ziv, Z-I-V. Wow, I'm definitely going to contact her because this is big and I'd love to interview her for the podcast. Brad, how did you end up being a lecturer at the Ted Rogers School of Management? I mean, did you always want to do that, you know, when you were at school or did it just happen one day like magic? 
So I, I do think I have a natural tendency to just like teaching. And I did have one job back in my corporate days where I was a, a technical trainer. It was only for about a year, but I, I very much enjoyed that. Um, not sure if that's, he says good things or bad things about me, but I, I like sharing. So, um, I, you know, I had a long career at Telesat Canada in, um, I think in 15 years, I think I had about eight different jobs. Wow. Um, ranging from starting out as a technologist, um, fixing satellite stations, uh, moving up through operations management. And then I flipped over to sales and marketing and when I left, I was running um, the business and government sales and marketing function for for Telesat. It was about forty five people and about a seventy five million dollar book. And I jumped out of there and I jumped into a little company that had four people working for it at, that my brother owned actually, but didn't mm-hmm. work in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two owners of the company were actually not working in the company. It was a bit of a side hustle for them, but they had mm-hmm. four employees. And I had looked at that business for my brother as a project while I was doing my, my master's and saw an opportunity to take this business that they had, which was selling rather obscure products to, mm-hmm. to an industry that doesn't really even exist in Canada anymore. And that was the microwave communications equipment industry. Believe it or not, we used to actually make a fair bit of telecom gear here in Canada, but okay. with the demise of Nortel and, and oh, several yeah. other companies in that space, that industry really does not exist in Canada. But anyway, we morphed this bit really niche company that was serving microwave communications manufacturing, microwave communication equipment manufacturers primarily. And we, we turned it into a wireless company faced primarily at the carriers, um, mm-hmm. Bell, Rogers, Telus, Alliant, mm-hmm. um, uh, those guys, you know, and the, and the smaller players as well, Kudo and uh, ClearNet and Microcell. So I did that for about 10 years, and then we sold the company to a publicly traded company. I became the CEO of that publicly traded company. And interestingly enough, that was one of my lifelong goals. But once I achieved it, I did not enjoy it at all. (laughs) I found Yeah, I found being a publicly traded company CEO is not really what I like to do. Uh, So after two years, I jumped out of that and um, started doing what I do now, which is a combination of teaching and consulting. You have a wealth of experience. I'm so happy that you're on the show today because this is amazing. One of the things that whether it's a student or um, a startup in the tech world or whether it's, you know, an SBCN new member, one of the things they say to me is, A, maybe I've never done this before, I've got no experience, or B, I got bored with my corporate job, is it okay to start a business? And you have just... You've just shared with us the experiences. You've been through everything. And I think this has helped you get to where you are today because let's admit it, Brad, if we're not doing something we love, then, you know, are we wasting our life? I think we are. I agree with you entirely. The other and I love thing what I re- do. Sorry. The other thing I really <laughs> like what you said is um, – before I started traveling a lot with my other business motivational steps, I used to go into the schools and I still do this when I've got the time, but stupid COVID, you know, I'd go into the schools and talk to the young entrepreneurs, the young students about what they wanted to do when they grew up, so to speak. And a lot of them said, I just want to make lots of money and I don't care what I do if I make lots of money. So 
yes, you probably made a lot of money selling companies and being a CEO, but it wasn't the love of your life, was it? Or was it that you got bored with being a CEO, Brad? Uh, it wasn't so much boredom. Um, I love business and I didn't leave business when I left the uh, public company. Mm-hmm. It was more oversight. I, I realized something about myself, not necessarily maybe maybe my strongest point, mm-hmm. but I don't really like feedback as much as a lot of people do. Oh, <laughs> so oh. I had... I had thousands of shareholders that I had to report to, um, many of whom felt it was their job to call me once a week and tell me how they could run the company better. And and I realized at the time, I certainly did not enjoy those phone conversations whatsoever. First of all, these people, they think they know your business, but they really don't. Let's oh, be that's real. so funny and but, honest. Thank <laughs> you. I love it. Well, what's really hilarious is that at the time, I then sat back and I reflected on uh-huh. when I had two business partners and we were three equal partners in our business, but I was the president. I was the only one who worked in the business uh-huh. and I, re- I, I didn't even want their input. Oh. <laughs> so oh. That's um, probably oh not one of my strengths. You remind me, maybe I could be wrong. You probably know more about this than me. Um, the wonderful, wonderful Steve Jobs, who is no longer with us. I don't um, know. I know Steve Jobs. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I mean, no, you know, I am no Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, what I mean in that sense is, am I correct or not? I guess Dave, my wonderful um, business partner and husband, would tell me this. Um, Steve Jobs was a very, very, um, you know, way beyond his years. Very, very clever guy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But isn't it correct that he didn't do well when the company grew and people were telling him what to do and he did half the time, you know, and don't tell anybody this, it's our secret, Brad, but basically the people who tell the clever people what to do, they don't really know themselves and it's just because, I don't know, they're a shareholder or they're part of the company. But do you think that reminds you of Steve Jobs in a way, you know, you you you're saying you don't really like people telling you what to do? Yeah, certainly that aspect of his personality I would uh yeah I guess I probably share but it means I'm in the I'm in the perfect job now because as a university uh lecturer or professor either one um this may surprise some of your listeners to hear this I technically don't have a boss there's nobody here who can really like fire me I'm hired by a committee um <laughs> I I have a chair who decides what I get to teach but that's okay. really kind of it it yeah uh, what i do in the classroom as long as i don't break any rules yeah um really up, up to me and then as a consultant of course if i'm not liking the situation i can just walk so I've, i'm i'm in a I've, I've designed my life in a way that fits my personality very well that's very clever you're not um m- my husband dave very clever guy I used to work at nortel you know uh what he did, he worked at Nortel when he was a student in England and they sponsored him through Bath University and then he walked straight into a job. And basically, don't, again, he'll be, go crazy if I tell you this, but I tell everybody this, I'm so proud of him. He did, I think, the 34th website in the world. And then, as you know, wow. he's gone on, yeah, gone on like you to change. Now he's a cybersecurity guy. But the point is this, I think, entrepreneurs real true entrepreneurs are always searching for more they start something they sell it or they finish it then they move on and you sound like that may I ask a question are your students allowed to question you when you're offering them you know the strategies and stuff like that 
Well, in fact, I, I love the Socratic method, which actually involves being questioned by the, by the students, because oh. the way I approach it anyway, um, a, a lot, a lot of the time I'll say something that I know to be a little bit untrue, mm-hmm. uh, but that will get them thinking. Nice. And then I want them to challenge me on it. So, so absolutely it's, it's welcome in that, uh, you I like know, that. In, in that so, thing. And I think as well, I've softened. So. Oh, well, I'll believe you when, when, when I hear from the students. Um, you're not a Capricorn, are you? Birthday's not in January. <laughs> no, I'm no. a Pisces. Oh, and okay. I, love, oh. I love being one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, like I say, Dave will always say, he'll even say at our events, um, the SBCN events, when we have um, a quiz, which you'll get to enjoy um, probably the end of this year, Brad, for members and their guests. And Dave will always say, um, my answers are always the right ones, even when they're not. And and he makes people <laughs> so Dave, no, no, you're both very, very lovely people. I had no idea how long do you know, because I don't, how long we have been connected on LinkedIn, Brad, because I have no idea. It's a long I don't time. know, but my guess is about eight years or so. That's a long Maybe time. Maybe something like that. Yeah. And my only excuse I don't remember not- how I no, nor me, but my only excuse for not knowing all this about you, and it's a poor one, I know, that I was travelling with my, you know, my speaking business, which was wonderful, and then during COVID, I kind of went underground a bit because I, I was suffering from anxiety. I didn't like COVID at all and not being around. So now I'm finding out all these wonderful things about you, and I have to say, you have a lovely voice. Have you ever <laughs> thought about being on the radio? It's funny you should say that. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I'm very interested in business is that in high school, so from age 14 to 19, I'm old enough that I went to grade 13, uh, I was in a program called Junior Achievement. And what you would do, this was outside of the school, but kind of for school-age people, um, you would actually form a company in September with a bunch of other students and uh, capitalize that company. We sold shares for a dollar each. <laughs> um, we would typically typically capitalize to the tune of about one or two hundred dollars. Come up with a product, build it, sell it, liquidate that company, write an annual report, and return to the shareholders their capital. Maybe not the whole dollar, no. uh, or maybe the dollar plus a dividend. Mm-hmm. So I did that five times. I started in grade nine. So I, yeah. I loved business. But my last two years, I was the president of the radio company. We were Whoa. sponsored by CKTB in St. Catharines, mm-hmm. still around. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought seriously because of that mm-hmm. about going into radio. Uh, the reason I didn't is that I, I figured out you don't make very much money in that no. business. Especially now. And so... Oh, it's even worse today. Yeah. But I did. I didn't. I didn't found it. But I was. I was on the very, very early team of creating a community radio station in Erin, Ontario, uh, which operates to this day. It's been around oh. for. It's coming up on about seventeen years, I think. Wow. And um, that's one of the things I'm actually most proud of. And it's not a business to. It's a social enterprise, right? It's I love it. Community I love radio that. station. I have heard of junior achievements. So, as I say, when I was building my first business, Motivational Steps, I wasn't famous. Nobody knew me. And 
Well, and this is this is for the people out there who want to know, you know, um, how you and I got to where we are now. I don't know whether you did the same as me, but I went to a chamber event and made a fool of myself. I gave out 100 business cards and said to all these strangers who didn't know me, I'm a motivational speaker and I'm wonderful. Please book me for your next event. And I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't get one engagement. So what I did then, I started networking locally and volunteering. So you must know Conestoga College, Brad. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I used to do be a judge at, you know, junior achievement or, or, or a mentor. Um, I used to do all the schools, like I say. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you are surprising me every time you say something now. It's like, whoa, Brad, you really did that. Whoa, Brad. How do you? Now, I got, I'm going to ask the personal question. I always do this. You don't have to answer that. Do you have a family? Do you have a wife? Do you live with someone? I mean, how do you do all these things and have a, a life of your own as well? Sure. Uh, currently single, uh, mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I mean, I, I had a wife. I had uh, I have two children, two two adult children. Uh, uh, Bob straddling the age of thirty. One's twenty nine, and one's oh, thirty one. Um, I have I have a grandson who actually lives with me, oh. and uh, as does my daughter. And then the other daughter's expecting. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah. You are human after all, then. You don't just, you know, <laughs> keep, you know, inventing things and radio stations. And No, I've got to ask you, though, I'm so, so proud of you. You are um, a brand new published author. Congratulations, Brad. Please tell Thank us you. a little bit about your book. Sure. Well, you're four days early. <laughs> I won't be published until Friday. Well, <laughs> nobody uh, will know. Is- <laughs> the book is being released uh, on Friday, September 30th. It's available for pre-order today, but only the ebook, And then the, uh, the actual physical books are being released uh, on Friday. The book is called The Small Business Operator's Manual. Wow. And it's aimed at a very particular audience that I, I identified there's a, an absolute need for, for, you know, for instruction for this uh-huh. group. And, and it's, it's people that are operating a business that's already established. It's not a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a going concern. In fact, I I coined this term so the fully operational, performing small business. So what that means is it's um it's not a startup. No, it's it's already operational and full and performing. Mm-hmm. Right. So creating a profit for its for its owners or at least nearly so. And that might be one of the areas where I come in with my consulting yeah. businesses to help people, yeah. you know, improve. All, all of different aspects of their of their biz. Uh, it's not aimed at people who want to buy a franchise or any of that stuff. And no. so many of the small business books out there, when you look at them, they're, they're they'll tell you how to organize your business. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you um, how to buy a franchise, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but not really how to operate it. So yeah. that's the approach I took with this book. You can think of it as a, it's almost like a strategy book, but for small business. I love it. It's much needed because, um, as you know, um, the Small Business Community Network help our members in many ways, but we then don't go on, um, you know, to do what you could do with, with your book, you know, during and, – and also, as you say, a lot of the, the, the businesses you're aimed at have already started the business and, and they've got revenue coming in. Have you um, – did you speak to um, – and this is all about networking again, isn't it? So it's okay to say this. You were at the SBCN event the other night, the first one since um, before COVID. Did you speak to Rob Clement from the Small Business Centre by any chance, one of the attendees? I did not. So what no, we I should do, 
Yeah, we should connect you on LinkedIn. And again, this is for everybody out there to do as well. Whether you're talking to someone on a podcast or whether you are, you know, waiting for a plane or whether you're shopping. I don't know about you, Brad, but I'm always talking to people and connecting people. So I will introduce you to this, um, to Rob Clement, but I think this is the kind of book that they would be interested in because they also have a lot of things going on for businesses that are, you know, already going, but need a bit of a strategy like a roadmap. This is such an interesting conversation. You know what, Brad, we're going to have to do this again because I'm sure there are many more things I need to find out about you that I didn't know before. You are an absolute gem. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I don't say that to everybody. I won't tell you what else I do say to because, like, as you know, as a bis- I'm a business consultant as well, and it's a little bit frustrating when somebody's, you know, well, they might want to work with me and they go, well, Linda, you know, I want to make lots of money in six months and I've got a brand new business, but I don't know anybody. And you're going to, you know, tell me how to not go. That's not what a business consultant does. There's a lot more to it, isn't it? So I get a bit frustrated sometimes, but you have surprised me tremendously. And I want to say thank you because I know you've only just finished, you know, lecturing and, and you know, I dragged you on here, but I'd love to have you return sometime. Um, could you just um, share with our listeners, um, you know, if they do want to contact you about the book, how they can do that when, it, you know, on the launch? I know you, you're not sure. launching it today, but, you know. Sure. The, the Probably the best way would be through my website or LinkedIn, either one. So um, my name, Brad Poulos, P-O-U-L-O-S. My website is just bradpoulos.com. And my LinkedIn is whatever the part in front is. And then just Brad mm-hmm. Poulos, my name, B-R-A-D-P-O-U-L-O-S. Either of those. I love it. And also, if anybody wants to come and ask me, because everybody knows me, Brad, I'll, I'll put them in your direction. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful because... You know, you can look at somebody's LinkedIn profile, but you don't know the depths of what they've been through and what they've done, you know. So thank you for enlightening us today and thank you for all the work you do because everybody needs help, don't they? Everybody needs help and pointing in the right direction. And um, like I said, I totally understand where you're coming from about not being told what to do because Dave sometimes tells me what to do. And I I say, (laughs) excuse me, I'm different to you. (laughs) No, I'm only joking. So I will let you get on with your lovely day. And um, thank you again for the wonderful conversation, Brad. Great. Great talking to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.